A podcast where we go one-on-one with fiction creators, such as authors, filmmakers, actors, songwriters, and more. Each episode, we get the inside scoop on our guests' creative process, the ups and downs of their industries, and our guests also give out tips and tricks that help them become successful. And now, let's jump into the episode with your host, Chris C.L. Lowry. All right, what's going on, everybody? You're tuned in to the Fiction Addiction Podcast. My next guest was born and raised in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. She enjoys traveling and being a youth mentor. She is a senior mechanical engineer, a STEM advocate, a professional speaker, and the author of a best-selling children's book, What Can I Be? STEM Careers from A to Z. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Tiffany Teachy with us today. Thank you, Tiffany, for being here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So just to jump straight into it, um, we're going to dive into a lot about you first. Uh, first thing I noticed uh, when I hit you up about being on the podcast is your name. Like You have like one of the best names oh. for an author or an educator ever. Like, it's just like so on point. <laughs> well, thank you. I get that a lot. Thank you with my name. Yes, thank you. I, I, actually, thought it was, I actually thought it was a pen name at first. I was like, oh, that's, on, that's smart. That's a pen name. But then I, um, once I got the book and dove into it and then saw like the dedication to your parents, I was like, oh, that's our real name. Like, that's like perfect. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, yep. so um, what made you choose uh, just to go with your, in terms of your writing, what made you choose to go with your um, your name instead of a pen name like some authors do and things like that? Um, I just feel like it was a great opportunity to, everyone knows me as far as passionate about STEM and with the kids and everything. So it's just a great tie-in with it. And I just with my name, I guess, being tied in with the ring to it, I didn't really think too much into it as far as the name being tied with it, but just, as I'm known for the STEM as well as being an engineer and being tied with the kids, it was just a great opportunity to just continue that connection with the brand itself. Definitely. So you are a senior mechanical engineer. How long have you been in the industry? I've been about 15 years in the industry. Uh, My undergrad is a mechanical engineer from university of North Carolina, Charlotte, as well as my master's in engineering management also from University of North Carolina in Charlotte. So about 15 years in the industry itself, uh, mostly energy wow. sector, in the energy sector. Wow. So when you when you break that down for um, people who are listening, who aren't familiar with that particular profession that in, mm-hmm. in that particular study in college engineering and then going to the profession with the energy engineer, can you just break down a little bit more um, what a mechanical senior mechanical engineer does in reference to energy in their profession on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I, um, I started out with one company as far as just with the energy. So you got different types of mechanical engineers. The reason I went into mechanical engineers, because I felt it was the broadest actually went into school, not knowing which engineering degree or as far as type to go into, but out of all of them, I thought it was the broadest of them all. So I ended up doing an internship in grad school, and one of the, well, I did internships throughout school, but one of them was tied with the energy one. 
So with doing that internship, they brought me on full time. And so I was having the opportunity to help with not only just the power industry, but just being able to be a part of the industry of the design, the construction, procurement of different parts of machinery type aspects of the power industry itself. Um, I've dealt with pumps, pipes, valves, all different types of things dealing with design and construction and ordering the equipment itself. So that's what deal I deal with as far as the energy sector of the mechanical engineering side of things. So. Okay. So what, what got you interested in that particular profession? Like how long did you know you right. wanted to do that for a living? So my, my, my parents used to start back. My parents, my, my mom is an educator and my dad was an entrepreneur on his own barbershop beauty salon. So I was surrounded by education and the entrepreneurship side. However, wasn't really around engineering. My brother and I, he actually is an engineer as well. He's civil engineering. And we were exposed to a variety of different math and science during our high school, middle school time frame. So we took a math and science Saturday Academy. That really got us exposed to understanding that we like math, the problem solving side of things. And the reason of engineering, I really went into it is because I wanted to be challenged. So I felt it was a great opportunity to be exposed to that. At first, I wanted to be a lawyer, actually, because I thought I could argue and solve problems <laughs> in that. But then when I was exposed to the opportunity that, hey, engineering is a great opportunity to problem solve and do that. That's when I switched over to saying, OK, I wanted to be the engineer. So a lot of the math, science and problem solving is really what got me to decide to be engineer. Um, Full circle with my mom being an educator, she pushed us uh, into the education, making sure we're getting exposed to all the different scholarships and scholars as far as with those tie in with the math and science. And then my dad being an entrepreneur, he was exposed to a lot of contacts. And one was actually an engineer himself that she, he cut hair with. And um, from that, he said, your children should think about doing engineering. So that came full circle with tying it in as an opportunity to be exposed to it. Wow, that's crazy. Yes. (laughs) So did um, seeing the education, and I'm sure uh, I know the answer to this, but did seeing the education and entrepreneurship in your parents, did that play a crucial part in you growing up and your sibling growing up? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we... We were well rounded in a lot of things. We were exposed to a lot of opportunities. Like I was, we grew up, I was thankful to have a two parent home. They all were there for us and encouraged us with the education and being able to strive to do well. So I was active in all different from the musical side to the athletic side to the, you know, academics. So I actually played the saxophone, um, playing in the band, playing in the band. So that's the music. So you can still tie in the musical side with the thinking and all that with the numbers and all that too. So played in the band and then also played sports with the basketball hurdles, uh, volleyball and all of that. So I was well-rounded and made sure we made, my parents made sure that we were involved, but also made sure our academics was as well as on point with it. So just being exposed, being well-rounded, I think that helped us as well to make sure that we continue to do well in school and then also be able to work with other people, learn how to work in teams which is also important as you go into the, the profession itself too. So that right, was, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so your, 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 your career choice, um, engineering, how many, is it well, is it well, is it diverse? Is it very diverse in your industry in terms of minorities and also for women? Right. So I, I, encourage more. I'm passionate because I sort of knew what I was walking into when I went into the field itself. 
I knew I was going to be in a classroom where it was mostly all male um, dominated, not as many females. It's not as diverse as it should be because that's how it is when I'm going into the workforce as well. So I push a lot of getting more girls into the, to the science, technology, engineering, math fields, as well as pushing more minorities to go into it. It's not as well as it should be, but it's starting to improve. Um, organizations such as the Society of Women Engineers, which is SWE, as well as the National Society of Black Engineers. Uh, I also took part in what they call NANSBE, in those type of organizations, which help push the girls, push the minorities, pushing more of us to be able to be a part of it. I've been active with those organizations uh, starting from college on up to professional. So those type of organizations help to push the importance of the girls and minorities being more into this field. So I will give you know kudos to those type of organizations and push a lot of individuals to take part in those because those are encouraging. They go career fairs from conferences to different ways of being exposed in the networking aspects, career fairs. All of that plays a role with a lot of these organizations that help push the minorities and girls to be a part of it because it's needed in this um, in this world is much needed. The diversity is needed as well in STEM itself. So, right. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so how much of a difference is it now um, in this industry with STEM obviously being such a big part of the curriculum now in education mm -hmm. to when uh, even your college days, even your high school days, how much of a difference do you do you notice in mm -hmm. what they're teaching? It's it's starting to grow a lot more. There's a lot more. You see a lot of STEM academies. You start to see a lot of those now that they're pushing and a lot of the different types of like engineering academies, different STEM academies. Those are starting to be They even have like pre-college type of courses they can take now more than ever that I didn't really take a part in when I was in school. So I will say it's starting to grow. I think the more we keep pushing it, the more we keep advocating and pushing it, I think that helps. But it's still room for growth. It's still room for improvement with that itself. But I do see an improvement in it. But it's still room for improvement because it's important. We got to get more people at the seat at the table to be able to be that mentor or as well as a sponsor. Those are some key things I think is important when we try to talk about getting more into it. So I think that's important to encourage more of the youth, encouraging more to be a part of it by having those mentors and sponsors having a seat at a table to be able to vouch for the individuals plays a role. Oh yeah, definitely. So um, as we mentioned earlier, you are a STEM advocate. Uh, for those who don't know, STEM in education is the acronym which stands for the disciplines of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. They also expanded to STEAM, which mm -hmm. is an addition of art and design as well. Right. Right. Um, in your opinion, the overall curriculum, why is that? Obviously, we, we know the passion behind it. Why is it important? Why is it just as important as, let's say, English or mm -hmm. physical education, which they teach? Why do you believe STEM, the STEM curriculum is just as important as those topics in school? I think it's important because I, I tell a lot of kids when I go out and talk to the students and try to encourage it. It's, it, it's a part of everyday lives, all of our lives. And we have to consider that because because of the fact that it's a part of our lives and we can make an impact, we can make a difference. And if we get more diversity, we get more of those to be exposed to it, it's, it broadens the opportunities. It, it, the sky's the limit as far as being able to make sure that everybody has a seat at the table, everybody's getting exposed. So I think it's important earlier on, I really think earlier on, if we can catch the, the students early, 
I think that really helps as well. Um, and that's really why I went with the book starting early, because a lot of times they say that at third grade level, that's when they start making that decision of really where where the, where the kid is going to go. And so if we can start early, I think that's really important, too, when we talk about the STEM education, the STEAM education as well. So it's just important to have it in the curriculum. It helps show, it challenges the minds. It starts seeing it early on. A lot of parents might see their kids building. They already seen them doing hands-on activities. And you might see that and you might not realize, but that might be that opportunity they already consider thinking about uh, STEM and those type of opportunities as far as the hands-on, the mindset, the thinking, the asking the questions and asking them why early on is really key, I think, as well. So. Yeah, definitely. So how long have you been an advocate uh, for STEM? I guess ever since I started in school, in college. So initially, <laughs> that's really key. I mean, I always gave back uh, and always did a lot of talking. I guess once I became that engineer, I was like, I have to pay it forward. Uh, I do feel like it's an obligation that we do pay it forward and give back. I do a lot of passion. I'm very passionate about talking about giving back because somebody else paved the way for me. So I always think we have to give back. And that's what I push a lot of when I go and do a lot of the talks. Um, what I really see is when I've talked to those students, when I've gone and talked to them, maybe in high school or younger age, and then I see them later on in college or if they've graduated and I've noticed that they've excelled, they're in leadership positions. And when they come back and they say, oh, I remember when you came and talked to me. Like, that's what makes my day, like that I've planted uh -huh. a seed early in them and that they were able to excel um, just by the words or even just by um, showing them the representation, which is representation matters. And by seeing that they remember when I talked to them and then when I see them growing and they've made a difference and I tell them, make sure you pay it for it, too, because that's important, too. So it's, that's really what makes my day when I started earlier on just pushing it. But then when later on I see them and I've made that impact, that's really what makes me feel good for <laughs> makes my day that I've made that and planted that seed, you know. So. Right. <laughs> so um, with your mother being a educator, did you ever consider getting into that, to that profession as well? Everybody says that, especially with my last name being Tichi. Uh, why didn't you become a teacher? <laughs> but you have to have a passion to be a teacher. You have to be a very passionate to be a teacher. And, <laughs> and I will say she, she sort of touched us to say, you know, you might not make as much money. Definitely consider the engineering as well. It's also, she puts me and my brother as well with that. So we sort of went sort of away from that. But what's ironic in the way that I look at it now that I've created this book, which is for the elementary school students, it's kind of full circle when I talk about my mom being an educator, my dad being an entrepreneur, how I could write a book is for the, that same thing. And I'm utilizing my passion, which is encouraging more to be in the STEM programs and being able to teach them from a book. So putting it in writing, it comes full circle, which is kind of ironic that it ended up being that way. So I might not be a teacher per se, but actually I am teaching just from a different. Oh yeah, definitely. Day. And so that's, <laughs> that's kind of how I'm like, okay, well maybe I did end up doing it. And then I'm going out doing book readings, going out to the schools, doing that kind of thing. So I'm still might not be a teacher, but I'm still making an impact and going out talking to the students and I'm using my, a tool uh, through the book to be able to, to utilize that with my passion with trying to encourage more to go into STEM. So it came full circle at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you also are a professional speaker. Mm -hmm. um, what, what made you interested in, in doing that as well? Well, I actually went into a, it's a 
it's a club or organization called Toastmasters. So Toastmasters, mm-hmm. of course, is a great opportunity to practice your presentation skills, to practice getting impromptu speeches, getting evaluated and feedback. So I took advantage of that, ended up doing all the different speeches, practicing, doing the teaching, you know, as far as the different skills levels of presentation. So I really utilized the Toastmasters, ended up being a distinguished Toastmaster, went through the whole process. And by using that, it allowed me to be able to know how to be a great presenter, when to present, practice your ums and ahs, like all of those type of things, which talks about with the presentation skills. So that's really why I wanted to do it. And then I've also done a lot of just keynote speaking. I've done a lot of just going out, being on panelists, talking to different types of audience. I've actually been a commencement speaker when I was in my grad school. So I've been able to present. Yeah, it's ironic as far as how my life has been, where I've talked and presented as well. So by having those different skills, continuing to learn, which is still a work in progress, I just enjoy speaking and presentations. It's been one of the things that I like doing. So taking that with my passion for STEM and my life in general, I just like doing it in general as far as speaking and telling my my experience through my experience. Right, right. So how was the preparation for that, the commencement speech? <laughs> I can imagine like the, the anticipation building up each day. Right. And when I talk about presenting, I, I get nervous. I do get my moments of nervous. It comes with it. But I try to have, if I can, I can have a prepared speech. But I try to, when I prepare for it, I kind of have an outline of when I'm talking of really the main topic. I try to break it down into like three key points and then try to tell a story. I think if you tell a story in between there, give some quotes, I think that helps the flow of a presentation. So a lot of times that's really what I try to use when I'm talking about presenting to others, using the outline, trying to stick to the topic and stick to the point and try not to ramble and try to stick to it. It's really really how I go with a lot of the presentations I do. And yeah, with the commencement speech, it was really, it was an experience early on because it was when I, I graduated and it was my graduate study. So it was just a great experience. I mean, it was a big audience, but I, I <laughs> to know what I was there for, the impact I was making and just continue to be influenced and motivation when I'm talking with it. So. Mm-hmm. so you also travel as well, right? Yeah, I travel. I travel. It's, it's been up and down throughout the years. I want to do more actually, but I've traveled. I, I enjoy traveling, just seeing different perspectives of, throughout the places. So is the travel, is it related to uh, the business side of things of speaking and, and, and um, being an author and presenting at different locations or is it more leisure time traveling? Which which one is it more, more of? Leisure somewhat more so. It's, I just like getting away. But now with the book, it's causing me to do more with the travel as well. So I definitely, yeah. So it's like everybody wants book signings, book tours and all that too. So I definitely am open to traveling and getting getting it out there. So I'm open to that. But I just like traveling. I actually uh, worked out in California for a year and a half. And that was a different perspective as far as oh, wow. East Coast, West Coast. So that was, that was more for work. Like, so I've traveled with my work as well, just in general to different locations. And so being exposed to different locations, different people, it just brought my, um, my perspective of life and lifestyles and all that too. So yeah, I definitely enjoy California. Cost of living is crazy, but it was a great opportunity. I networked and met a lot of people. And it, yeah, so I enjoy traveling just to get exposed and meeting people in perspective. 
I was about to say, that's a big difference from North Carolina yeah, to, to, to go to Cali. I it was a year and a half, but I knew I was ready to come on back because I was a far away. But I I took that opportunity as far as when the assignment happened. And, and I, I lived it up. I skydived. I surfed. I was hiking. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was living it up. Like, adventurous was everything over there. So, I'm, I yeah, it, it, it enjoyed that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Never would have thought I would do that. So, yeah, skydive and surf. Yeah, who would have thought? So. All right, so so we're gonna dive into into that into skydiving real quick. How was how was that? Like how was that experience? Like what made you want to do that? <laughs> it was intense. It was very intense. I I went on a weekend and said I'm gonna do this, and I went out there, and of course I got videotaped while I, I took that advantage of that, and it was just intense. They count down as you get ready to go out at the flight, and we just jumped. So I had it was tandem, so of course I had somebody attached to me, but when I started right. yelling while I was out there, then I had to realize, oh, I'm being videotaped, so I need to put some thumbs up, you know, get get the whole view. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was beautiful. I mean, I was going over the water. It's just a, it's a beautiful sight. It was a beautiful sight. And actually, I would do it again. I did the indoor recently this year, and I, I think I would still continue to do the one outdoor <laughs> if I did it. But it was a good experience doing an indoor one, too, um, this year in, in California, too. But um, it was just an experience where I it's you, you I know it's your life, but it was a it was an experience where you just encourage and embrace it and look at outside of the beauty of of it while you're doing it. So. Right. So everyone so everyone that's listening that has that in the back of their mind. Do you recommend that type of uh, adventure event, uh, such as skydiving, for everyone, or does that be a particular type of person? Like, who should try it? It's not for everyone, but if you're open to trying <laughs> something new and just taking advantage of the opportunity while it's there, I mean, some people might be scared of heights and stuff too that can play a role while you're looking down because I mean, you just drop and it's free fall. And it's all about how far you go up as well and how far you go down too, but it, I'm not going to say it's for everyone, but I would say if you want to be adventurous to try something different that you haven't done before, I think it's a great opportunity. So at least one time. <laughs> right. right. So what else is on the list of, of, of things to do? Adventurous things? I, well, my bucket list, I want to definitely go to Africa. That's on my to-do list. And then as far as was scuba diving. I wouldn't mind doing that. Like different things from that adventure. I wouldn't mind doing that. I've done zip lining and all that stuff too. So I'm open to it. Open to it. Yep. So, yeah, right. So, <laughs> so California, to, uh, moving out to California, was that a, how, how much of, of an impact did it have on your family life? Like, did you have people in California, family and friends, or was it just strictly work and you just made networked and made friends over there? I might have had some family, but California is a big state. And so I didn't have anybody where I was located specifically, but I ended up making friends. I ended up making networking and I made friends. I, I think that's just the way I am as far as I, I don't matter wherever I am. I'm going to make the best out of everywhere I am as far as wherever location I am. So I made friends. I networked and just took advantage of opportunity while I was there and yeah, I traveled. I had every Friday off. It was like four tens, four ten hour days. And so I had every Friday off. So I was just 
going up and down the state. So yeah, three day weekend every weekend. Yes, and so I took advantage. Oh wow! Yes, so that was great, <laughs> great opportunity. So that was yeah, I explored and yeah, did all that from Los Angeles to San Francisco. So all across the state, I was there. So, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And that was just the flexibility of the so, job itself. So it just depends on the hours, you know, that's allotted during assignments that plays a role with it. So it just happened to be I had four four ten hour days, you know, every Friday off. So. Right. That's crazy. So, um, senior mechanical engineers, is there a difference because, uh, in, in those titles in terms of role and responsibilities inside the company? Yeah. Somewhat as far as just levels of, you know, you got entry level to mid level to senior level. So it's just different levels of how long you've been with the company and your level of supervision of the work and tasks that you're given for the most part. Um, like I said, I've been about 11 years with the company I'm in now. And so with that comes with seniority from that end of the time frame of being there with the company. So that's really what it is. It's just the time frame of being with it and just the responsibility, level of responsibility and supervision for the work you're doing is what I've seen on the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when we, we're going to jump into your writing journey. Uh, <laughs> When did when did that when did that begin? When did your passion and love for writing begin? Well, I always wanted to write a book. I just didn't know when and where. And ironically, the opportunity happened just two or three months ago, <laughs> technically. So, I, oh wow, yeah, this only happened with the book just two two week two months ago, where it popped up where opportunity happened where you could learn how to get a book and write a book and how to put it together and all that kind of stuff. So from the publishing side and everything too. So I just realized that I've been going and talking to these students and trying to encourage them, but why not put it in writing? And a lot of times when I talk to the students, I'll say, who's met an engineer? And a lot of times they might not have met an engineer, but by the end of the time I've done video of presentations and I've done hands-on activities, by the time at the end of all that, I asked them that same question, who's met an engineer? And now they can say they've met an engineer. So why not put it in writing? So that's really what I did is say, why don't we create some careers? This is some careers from A to Z. Show them the different types of careers that tie in with them and give them the opportunity through characters, different characters, diverse characters to see that they can also be in it. So that's why I said the whole representation is important because I show six different characters and it just shows how they can be in different careers from A to Z, starting from astronaut to zoologist. So it's just a good opportunity um, from writing to put it in writing for what the passion of what I've been doing. So it's only been about two months of putting it together, but it's something I always wanted to do. Just didn't know when and what it was going to be. Right. So who are like some of your inspirations when, when it comes to writing? Who are some of your favorite authors? Who are some of the people that inspired you to, to write the specific type of book you wrote? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I've, I I enjoy the Maya Angelos. I like the, those type of things as far as Toni Morrison's, like all of those type of inspirations of being able to just speak your mind and be able to share a way to express yourself. And so there, there have been some good ones. They've been some great ones. Nikki Giovanni, like all those different types of people are really inspirational. So being able to inspire others, those have been some good ones as far as how they put it in writing and been able to share through their experiences uh, and putting it in writing has been good. So those would be some inspirational ones that I've seen as far as writers and authors that 
been powerful, I guess, women in general who can put it in writing. And so I said, why not me? So that's why I put it in writing to be able to be inspired to make a difference. So. Yeah, nice. So when, when it comes to, to writing in, in your journey, what do you think was more, more so the motivation behind it? Was it simply passion for what you were writing and writing in general, or is this something you plan on making a career out of one day? And that's how passionate you are about this. It was a, it was a looking at making sure that I'm making a difference in the writing. It can build credibility as far as STEM education. So it was a great way to look at that as well. As well as, I mean, I could see me continuing writing and pulling spinoffs from this book and exposing the kids. I mean, I could turn this into a coloring book. I mean, I could turn this into additional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a way for me to continue to do some more additional writing with it. So I do see it. Now, I don't know if it's a full career, but for right now, I'm doing my engineering as well as an author. Like, <laughs> I can't say that, but for now, I I right. enjoy seeing what is becoming of it, the making a difference. Because I see all the people who's purchased it and it's just like, they're excited because we're starting early and we're exposing them. So if I can do it with this, I definitely can see myself continue to do some additional writings and spinoffs from the book itself um, as well. So that's where I see it for now. Uh, just making a difference with what I've done and then can continue to build off of it is where I see it for now. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it definitely, even looking at it, you definitely can see the, potential and the possibilities you can go with it. Right. Um, it, it, and, we'll, and we'll jump into the actual book um, after a couple more of these okay. questions. But yeah, once I looked at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is something that was needed. It's something yeah. that is you don't see You don't see a lot of you see a lot of it, but you don't see a lot of it. If that right. makes sense. You know what I mean? You see you see a lot of talk about STEM I'm, and and I, I know one of the one the one of the things in 2019 was they were getting into uh, kids getting into coding yes. and things like that. And then when I look at when I look at the book, it's like, oh my God, look at all these professions, right. look at all these professions that involve coding. Yep. So yep. It, yep. it's yep. definitely one of the things that, yes. yeah. <laughs> Information, you know, yeah, it's a lot of the different aspects yeah. and it's, it's across the board. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, so um, are you... Self-published? Are you with a small publishing company? Are you traditionally You're published? Self-published. Self-published. You self-published. Yeah. Uh, what? What made you take that route? Actually, it was a it was a female that was her name is Crystal Bates Fake um, Swan, and she did a challenge on Facebook, and she's published so many already. She challenged us to say, "Okay, I can show you in a whole week how you can go about self-publishing," and she showed us the steps it takes in building your book team, how you can go and get freelancers to do each of the different subsets of it. Like, it's amazing how it can come together. And I, it's just amazing how you can pull it together. And it's just getting your book team because you can utilize other people's skills to pull it together. Like, I didn't know anything about formatting and all that kind of stuff. But if you get somebody who knows how to do right. it, it all comes together from the editor to proofreading to book cover design to the illustrator to the formatting to yeah all of that comes together and you get a book team for it and then publish it and, and Amazon um, it's on Amazon to Kindle direct and publishing and from that you just learn the different ways from there so it's just amazing to see how it came all together 
and it can happen. And if more people realize that, it's amazing to see that how it can come together. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. It's 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 crazy that the 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 knowledge is right, right. there too. When you when you actually start doing it, like oh my gosh, you you like you don't know this and you don't know that until you actually do the yeah. research and, and, and look for it and find it and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's out there. Um, so thrive edge publishing, that, that's, that's your my company? company. Yes. That's my company. So that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So do, do you see yourself, um, in the near future? I don't know if you thought this far out and I know you obviously you plan on publishing your own books. Do you see yourself signing writers, helping other writers, even sign them to your publishing company in the future? just to help them in their journey just the same way. Uh, obviously, you're going to have a bunch of authors looking up right. to you, um, seeing your journey. So do you see yourself being a publisher one day? I didn't day? realize until now, until I established it, that now more people come to me and they're asking. I'm like, whoa, I didn't even <laughs> think about it from this realm. So, you know, I haven't got that far because I'm just like, I just published a book like a week or so. So let me get past this part. <laughs> but, uh, but. <laughs> it's amazing how it could be a possibility and I didn't look at it in that manner. I mean, I do have my published the company itself and how you can, it can be possible from that. But now that more people have come to me talking that way, I was like, wow, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so, um, something to consider in the future, but I can see how that can be done. Um, definitely can see how that's being done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and your in your journey, I know, I know you said it was, it was, it was short. It was short so far. Obviously, you're in the beginning stages of of such a great, a, such a great journey, um, such a great road to the top. Obviously, with this book, and I, I like I said, I, like once reading, I see it. I'm like, yeah, you got something. Definitely have something good. I definitely hope you turn it into some type of series right. and and branch off with it. I can see it being flashcards, all type of stuff for kids that that would get them. um, I should do a teacher's curriculum, do a poster with all the different ones. I I was like, man, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, definitely do that. Sit down with, sit down with, obviously you have your mom, but so you got to sit down with an educator, create a lesson plan and that can be like, the lesson plan and help do with the curriculum and bringing you in. It's, it's so right. much potential. Like, and obviously, you know, it. you probably hear it all the time. I will admit, I was so focused on the getting the book come together and all that. But the marketing part, I didn't I didn't prepare as much for it like I should. I think that was one thing I was just like, I'm so excited that thank you for putting me on to this podcast because it's just getting the market out there as well. So, that, yeah, that's oh, yeah, So, so. So breaking down, obviously, for all the all the aspiring writers and all the writers who are out there. So so break that down a little bit more in terms of uh, how you said you weren't prepared for the marketing, how important it was. Um, and it, it is. is <laughs> it is. It's because, I mean, you see the different authors and everything. And it's like I'm more just doing a lot of the research part of what it takes. And that's what I had to do, I guess, a little bit of when I was in the process of the whole trying to get it published. And now it's the whole marketing of publishing and just seeing them examples, trying to go online and see examples and get feedback of how to go about uh, authors who's done it already before and see how they're approaching it. It's been one thing as well. So it's, it's coming together, just trying to learn, continue to learn. It's a learning process in, in itself. Uh, but yeah, definitely looking at different ways authors are doing it and what they've done. Um, successful ones are doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Definitely the successful ones. Definitely 
the ones who are even some of them, the people that are starting out have some very Agreed. good. And it all, and I know it all depends on Agreed. the topic because your, your, your STEM, you can generate so much, uh, um, attention just based off the right. subject matter alone than another person who has a right. regular book out about a, a bunny right. or something like that. You know what I mean? So you generate a lot more attention, especially in the educational field than, uh, some other writers, uh, which is definitely a good benefit. It's been a, got a good look at having different author groups. I've joined a lot of that. It's been helpful and running off feedback from there too. So those that are new, those going through the process, that was also key and important too of how to feed off of each other who's going through the process, who's gone through the process as well. So joining a lot of the groups, different author groups, publishing groups, that's been helpful as well. What are some of the um, groups you've joined? Have they been online groups? Have they been local ones in North Carolina? Like I know some places, some people right. do meetups and things like that. So what are some of the, some of the groups you've So far, you've so far online ones, it's been different ones, different categories, different groups. So you have like the ones that's the published offers or, uh, from that standpoint, then you got some that's the African-American ones. It's just like different subsets of different ones that you can feed off of. Everybody's going through the same journey. So those are, I've been mostly through different online ones um, from those type of examples is what I've joined. Um, definitely on Facebook, um, it's been key ones from that end. And then when you join like the Goodreads and different uh, types of reading ones, you can also join a community and forums and advertise from that standpoint too. It's been good too. So that's one way I've also tried to put it out there and see different ways of others that's a part of these type of organizations, like the Goodreads and those type of ones. It's been helpful too. So, right. So um, from point A to the point you got now in this journey, name one of the greatest moments you've had so far as a writer. <laughs> Just getting the feedback from those who's purchased the book, showing me their kids or their nieces or nephews who reading the book, the videos of them reading the book, seeing the pictures, that's really been impactful. Seeing them holding the book, I think that's the that's been my that's been the awe for the most part right now, just seeing the impact when they get the book and how one said they opened up the presents yesterday and when they got the book, they put the gifts away and read the whole book. Those are those type of things like, Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> so just to hear those type of stories, it's been, I just, I'm just amazed that it's that appealing that it's, it's making a difference. Once again, it's that, that feeling where I'm making that difference, planting that seed. Those are those things where I'm, I'm now doing it through the book and that's really been my so far what it's been from that end. So right. And that and that impact of the book and the young kids' hands and them reading it and them, like you said, from from an early age deciding, oh, what's this? Right. I, I read this this profession in this book. That impact is right. priceless, um, right. to say the least. You know what I mean? And I don't think a lot of writers give themselves enough credit of the difference they actually making it even if it's one person right. one child right. you know what i mean that that that's a big difference to making somebody's life just by giving them providing right. them with that story and, and, right. and that product so on the flip side no, no, no. That, oh no that, go ahead, go ahead. right there <laughs> i mean to see them see themselves in it to see that they can see themselves in it 
I think that's the biggest thing is where I'm going with it for the most part. So. And 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 also though, another another big thing is um I think it's so much different than when we grew up with 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 uh the books we read and the accessibility yes. we had basically no accessibility though for writers you know what I mean a young kid their parent can go online and reach out yeah. to you they can yeah. they can send you yeah. pictures they can if they're in this city yeah. they can you know what I mean yeah so. and that's important because a lot of the parents it's challenging some of the parents too they're learning too. The parents or the nieces, the aunts and uncles, all oh, yeah. them, they're learning too in this process. A lot of them is like, I didn't even know this is, this career existed either. So it's pushing them to, it's pushing oh, them yeah. as well as <laughs> the, the student, but it's also pushing them to also try to answer those questions as well with the, with them as they're asking the whys. It's, it's been good too. So it's pushing adults as well in the process. Oh yeah, and even even me reading the book, I'm like, okay, you. Growing up, engineers are lumped into right. one category. You know what I mean? And then reading a book is like you break them down. Oh, they got yeah. an engineer, this type of engineer. Even what you do for a living, a, right. a mechanical engineer, it breaks it down right. on so many levels right. that um, when you hear this profession, you're like, okay, but there's so many subsections right. to this profession you can get involved and, in. And you know I what I mean? Sure that it was. So. A, it wasn't just all about engineer. I said no, because somebody's like, why did you make it this engineer? Oh, yeah. I was like, no, we're gonna make it where this letter could mean nurse it can mean doctor i mean you're going to make sure that you have a random just all different options and not just i, I could have made it all an engineering book i could have but i was like no we're gonna make this stem we're gonna make this where everybody like a math is going to be statistician it's going to be different ways that they can see themselves in yeah. each of those different letters of stem and not just lean to just the engineering so i'm amazed how i had to come up with all the different letters for it. i will say why was the hardest one it was the hardest letter at all of them <laughs> to come up with the outfit it was definitely <laughs> but we came up with one so yep and i think even the zoologist right. and um <laughs> that that and seeing that profession in there and I actually seeing a uh for those who who don't know, uh y'all guys need to get the, the book and even the why with the yacht designer. Those are two like professions right. that you really you're not thinking about seeing minorities in those in those fields and yes. seeing that in the book a minority right. as a zoologist, uh a black right. female at that, and then a minority as a, a yacht designer. Right. It's just like I can't imagine being a child and seeing this and and the impact it would have on me just seeing it and being like, oh, I could do that. You know what I mean? Right. Somebody in this book that looks like me and right. <laughs> you know what I mean. So and they're doing this. So well, let me get interested in this. And one in this and field. One of the, so yeah, and one yeah, of the oh, yeah, um, feedbacks, <laughs> one of the reviews I had was their child loved animals, but they really got to see it in the book when they saw the veterinarian and the zoologist. So those two were those key ones. Where now they say, oh. Now I can see myself in it and everything too. So, but like I said, it's a diverse group of six different children in it, representing in there. The STEM crew is what I call them, and they all are represented all throughout there with different races and different um, genders. So all of that's represented throughout the book to see themselves in it. So, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So we are going to jump into the book. It is "What Can I Be?" Uh, STEM careers from A to Z. And currently has nothing but five star reviews. And I'm yes, sure it's going to keep having it. nothing but five star reviews. But yeah, just to jump into some of these reviews, some some of these reviews, even the age ranges. I'm looking at the reviews now. We have one person that says my kids are eight and ten, and they completely love this book. And then I'll go down more. Someone says I have kids age four through nine, and all of them enjoyed this yeah. book. So that just shows you the range it has 
uh, in, in terms of the target yes. audience. And like I said, this is like a family book. Right. Every sibling can 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 read this, can understand it. And and like some children's books, it, it mm-hmm. grows. You know what I mean? I, they have some books that you can give a child and after a child reaches a certain age, right. it's done. You know what I mean? You got to upgrade, especially with the reading levels, things like that. But this book particularly, and even the reviews tell it, tell the same exact story. You can give it to a mm-hmm. child that's four. And then when they turn five, they can read it again and right. see the same professions and understand yeah. them mm-hmm. more as they grow and grow and grow and obviously see things like, you know what I mean? You take, you take a child to the, to the zoo and I'm just right. picturing it in my head. <laughs> <That'd> be, yes. <laughs> nine times out of 10, a yeah. child is, yeah, like in, in, back in our day, nine times out of 10, a child would be just so focused on, right. the, on the animal. You know what I mean? After reading this book, <laughs> you got some of the kids focused on the zoologist yeah. in the, yeah. in the zoo now in the, in the profession, just because they, you put that into the, into their right. mind, you know what I mean? Right. Into their lives. So that's just the impact it has on it. Um, it's a five-star book. It is also a bestseller. Yeah. You, know, I, you reached the number one seller in yes. the STEM category. Um, you beat out a lot of other good books, but obviously I yours know, is top. So we're going to clap you. that up. We're going we're gonna to brag <laughs> about that a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that is a... So we, we're going to talk about that. Tell me how that feels. That is a... That is a something that a lot of authors strive to reach, but not many right. do it. And you did it on your first one. It so feels good. I just woke feel? up. I said, what? whoa. Now, it, the way Amazon does it, it has only certain time frames. So I'm just in awe that I found it at the time. It showed it as far as first new release of STEM education, number one. I was like, man, wow. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's amazing. And it's in that specific yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Who would have thought? in with all the books that it's with STEM education, which is what it's supposed to be tied with. It was just, I was in awe. It was, yes, <laughs> just in awe. Yeah. So how, how did you find out about it? Were, you, were you checking it? it? Like, were you checking the ratings? Was that something? I was just like, I was like, I, I'm here at home with my mom. I'm like, mom, this, this thing says number one. It was just random. I don't know. It was just meant for me to look at it. It was just meant for me to look at it at the time. I don't know. I just, you know, I pop up and check on it. Yeah, it is that crazy, is crazy, but it—I don't know, but it just happened to be where I looked at it. It was number one for the STEM education. I was like, "Man, this is awesome!" And it's just like, who would have thought? In the key category, tied in with what it's supposed to be about, it was just amazing to see that. And it—it is it, affirmation that I'm on the right track, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. So you like. So, <laughs> not not to put the right. pressure on you, but do you feel that type of that does that title now? Because because you are a obviously an Amazon bestseller because it was number one. Are does that put pressure on you now? To uh, in terms of like the the next project, I don't know if, uh, like when your next right. project's coming out. Um, you could elaborate on that. Is it, but does that put pressure on you now? Like because the first one did so well in in terms of rankings. <laughs> say pressure i'm just thankful um and grateful and it just allows me to just keep pushing to just keep making a difference i don't i'm thankful for it but it's like i just got to keep pushing it and making sure i'm making a difference i think that's really how i look at it um yeah i just i never (laughs) i you know just randomly looked and it was up (laughs) and who would have thought but i'm thankful for it and just grateful and so hoping the next one to make some more difference and keep striving to keep it selling at the end of the day. So 
That's Ram. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So this this book is a easy to read alphabet picture book that teaches our next generation about science, technology, engineering, and math careers. Um, it provides colorful illustrations of six diverse children representing various STEM careers. We're talking about astronauts, doctors, scientists, engineers, and more. Um, is helping kids from the age ranges of five to eight years old see themselves in one of the STEM careers and motivates them to help shape their future through STEM. So, as mentioned, it is diverse. The characters were diverse. Was that something you wanted? Yes. Is that something that didn't matter? Did it? Did that? How much? How much did that matter of having diverse characters? Yeah, initially, I was going to make it an all African American book. I did. I'll admit it. I was going to, but I said no. Let me make this where everyone could see that you could see yourself in it from any diverse, any from a gender to race, and we're going to put this where everyone could see it because we all working together. We're all working in a diverse. Uh, field with STEM. So why not just put it where everybody can see themselves in that type of field? So I wasn't initially, but at the end of the day, I said, no, I want to market this where I can get where everybody's working together. All the kids can see themselves working together. I call them the STEM crew. So they look like they're a team working together. And some of them, it's a mix of, you got one on some pages and then you got some with four to three to two on a page. So it's like they get to see a journey of everybody at least working with one of each other throughout the page, if it looks from that end. So. Oh yeah, which is definitely definitely important. I think I'm I'm a fan of that too. Like I love books that are directed towards um, specific groups that have been <laughs> uh, uh, put to the side for years in terms of literacy. But for this, with so many characters and having the team, it's literally. Each character, you have mm -hmm. someone you can relate to or someone that looks like someone, you know, or something. I think that's that's definitely a, a, a plus. Um, the diversity is definitely important in terms of these careers, because everyone, like you said, everyone can see themselves alongside right. this person, alongside that person, interacting with this and person. And I interacting with that look, person. When I had to work with the illustrator, which I went online freelanced and whatnot from that end. So I had to try to tell her like, no, I want them to look a certain way. I gave her an example. So when I gave her the book, I said, okay, these are the type of characters I want. I looked in for examples, but then I had to tweak it because I was like, no, that's not how I want them to look. Like it's just a certain look where I wanted different ones to look a certain way. And we it came together in that way. So that also played a role in it when wanting an illustrator to see your vision as well, see my vision rather, is important too. Um, when you're working with someone else trying to share, show it from that end. So. Oh yeah, and uh, and let's dive into that a little bit more in terms of finding the illustrator. Uh, how how yeah, was that process for you? <laughs> talk about my process. So basically, I mean, I went on Fiverr. I went on for a freelancer. I said, this is the budget. This is what I want to work with. And what I did was I did a test from, I said, I want to do an astronaut. This is how I want my astronaut to look. Um, and this is just a mini description. And so I had each of the different illustrators who was testing it out, do a test drawing. And so from that, I did a focus group. <laughs> I used some of my friends who have kids. I'm thankful for them. They were my focus group. And I shared those pictures with them. And I said, which oh, wow. one would be kid friendly? Which one do you think is appealing? And so each of them gave me their different opinions who had kids. And that's really how I ended up doing it. How I ended up picking out the right picture that I wanted. 
I wanted to make sure it was kid friendly. There were some good drawings. Don't get me wrong from the illust different illustrators, but I wanted to make there was, but some of them were too sophisticated for the age, older group more so. So I had to really work through that when I talked about trying to find an illustrator. And so from the test ones, from the focus group, my focus group, my friends, <laughs> that's how I came up with the deciding of which one was going to be appropriate for the book itself. Right. Oh, that's crazy because right. that's that's different. That's that's very different. I know a lot of other industries use the focus groups in terms of the um, <laughs> musicians, the music industry, the visual arts industry. They use folk, folk, focus groups. How important do you think uh, for? So let's talk to the people aspiring to be um, right. children's book authors um, and. They have this vision mm -hmm. in their head um, and you and you obviously, you know, being through the process, you know, sometimes. And this could have happened to you. Uh, the one you thought was it that wasn't necessarily the one that yes. the children were yes. more so attracted to. You know what I mean? So. And, and I had, and I had to be real, so give yeah, advice I had to, be to that writer. About it too. I was like, are you sure this is the right one? Because then with some other ones, I was like, no, this was a little bit. But no, <laughs> my one friend, she was like, no, the kid is, my child is saying this with Tiffany. Uh, we're going to stick with that one. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> we're going to go with that one. <laughs> you would know because the kid know, you know, you want to make sure right. you're meeting the needs of what your target audience is going to be. And you have to look at that too when you're looking at a book as well. What target artist? Who's your target reader? And those are some key things you have to look at too when you're looking at trying to write a book um, and marketing analysis and all that kind of stuff. And keywords, we have to look at that too when we're talking about trying to find the right things to put into the book itself. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what? It, what? How big? How big of a group would you say? Would you recommend for? Uh, well, I'm assuming you would recommend you would. Is it more of a recommendation or, or is it more of a you is it something you you must do as a children's book to get the best out of your product? Which one would you say? It would it would enhance it. I would say don't put too many people in it because then you start getting too many people's opinions. And that was <laughs> important to some people. I was like, oh, I don't know. But <laughs> but you have to just be mindful of everybody. Like you said, you got to see who's your target reader, target audience. And when you talk about using the individuals to do it. And so not too large of a, a span of people, but enough to where you can have something to gauge off of is important. It's what I saw. Uh, how how I, many I would, would say, you say uh, in the group for you? I say personally? four to five. Four to five. Yeah. I, um, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once you start, and then once I start sending out to other, like some other ones that, yeah, that didn't, wouldn't really attach to kids as much. I was like, no, I can see now. You start seeing the differences from different opinions too, from those who's more exposed with the kids versus those. Like you say, you got to go to your target audience or readers and having a broad span is so right. enough where you got enough to pull from a sample for, I think is important. So four to five was fine enough to work from that end. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. After I started asking too many, it was like, mm -mm. Uh, yeah. And then it, it starts taking too long to try to figure it out too. So. Uh. <laughs> Sound like no, somebody was trying to take over your project. You just got <laughs> to stay, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, stay focused. <laughs> so, so um, shout out to your, uh, your illustrator. Uh, no, I guess I don't want to butcher her name, but is yeah, it Nade? I, like I said, I went on the freelance um, aspect. Whoever can meet the be 
do meet the job, that's really where I go go with it. Next time I might try to see additional ones, but we'll see how we'll figure out the next uh, step of illustrators. But I did ask for a line drawing. I will put that out there so I can have a backup to do the coloring book. So I do have a backup plan when I came out for wanting to, um, okay. for the next step. So when I got the drawings. And that and that's important as well. So uh, just definitely to any aspiring children's book uh, writers, um, definitely mm -hmm. add that in there. Like you always want to get line drawing. You always want to have some coloring. Uh, even if you don't, not tell people this all the time. Even if you don't do the book right away, you can yes. get like pages for your yes. events, your presentations, anything like that for just to market it and hand them out to kids and things like that. Like what you hear so far. Make sure you never miss an episode of the Fiction Addiction Podcast by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Okay, so um, working with your illustrator, how was it not being able to actually physically sit down with that illustrator and um, go over the designs together? Obviously, you guys had to do it through email and, and those type of communication forms. So how was that um, process doing it that way? Yeah, so as far as working with the illustrator, it took a lot of patience. Um, she was very patient with me. I, like I said, I went um, and did a freelance, which I didn't know her, but she was patient. She allowed unlimited revisions, which was a positive, and just being able to tell her exactly what I was visioning for each of the different characters and then what type of a career. I actually had to lay out the description and show examples of the type of careers itself. So I had to show pictures within each of the different type of careers so she could visualize, say there was a power poles or electric wires and stuff like that. Like she wouldn't have maybe known what to do if I didn't describe it specifically. So I also had subsets of pictures of examples for each of the different careers itself. And then also wanted to tie in the different diverse characters with them. So we had to work together back and forth and tweak it and say what I wanted them to look like. And she gave some good feedback too. So just patient with the revisions she, and it came together. All right. So how, how important was it to understand just by speaking with you, I could tell you're a flexible person. I could tell that if it's a good idea and you believe it work, you'll take that advice. But how important was it to ensure that you stuck to your designs and what you wanted uh, in terms of making sure you got the quality, not just being at the convenience of the illustrator. Cause I know cause sometimes they, they're like, after a certain amount of revisions, they're like, Oh my gosh. And I know you, you know what I mean? It can get a little frustrating on both ends, but how important was it to ensure that you got the a quality product to put out there for the kids? Right. I would basically, she would give me the drawing and then I would tweak it and say, no, I want this outfit. I want this color. I want this haircut style. Like, she started figuring me out definitely from the beginning. It took some time for us to really know where we was going with it. But she started realizing my style and we, I realized her style. And it's just like we started working together and flowing from each other. But, yeah, there were some things where I was like, no, I definitely want to make sure you stick into this. No, they wouldn't wear this at a plant. They wouldn't wear certain things. Take the glasses off. Like key things where I know from experience of. Uh, from the industry itself, I had to make sure I stuck to it. And there were certain things that had to stick to it. And she was patient with me and she started getting it. And we moved around things 
and stuff. So at one point she had switched the character for one of the positions. So I had to work around that. So it was just working together, being flexible, knowing uh, that we wanted to make sure it still stuck to the vision that I wanted for each of the different careers and the characters itself. So it was, it came together. She was patient. <laughs> and I, I told, I told her, I appreciate that. And, and so at first I had started out with just the pages for the, the characters, but then I said, I came back to her afterwards. I said, can you create one more page? Because I want to do one with all the characters, put their names on it and say it's the STEM crew. So she's, I mean, she was very flexible with the um, revision. Um, and I definitely told her I would work her in the future, but yeah, definitely she's, she's, she's flexible with it. And I know some of these uh, professions in the book are pretty unique. Uh, they're not uh, real common ones that the kids are probably used to seeing. So right. how was it with you in terms of deciding exactly which profession you were going to choose over another one in terms mm -hmm. of uh, specifically, I I'll focus on um, the T, which is a transmission engineer. There's so yeah. many um professions out there you could have chose from H how was that difficult i know you said why was difficult to find uh, a profession for that but i'm sure some of these other um letters were probably had plenty of professions to choose from which right. made you choose the certain ones you did like for example dentist and doctor i decided to do the doctor because i had the ortho orthodontist as an example so i tried to make sure that there was still some had pediatrician with the kids for the doctor. So I had to be across the board from the medical to the different engineering. I had to make sure that math was shown and just be strategic to make sure that, yes, I might not have this one, but there's another type of one that could still tie in with some of the similar ones. So like I said, the transportation one that could have been uh, other letters as well, but I wanted to still tie in some other Careers where they might not have seen, I, like I said, I've worked in the energy sector. So by doing that, transportation and those type of utility ones were ones I still wanted to emphasize. I couldn't do nuclear engineer, so I used nurse. So I still had to make sure I covered all grounds between the science, technology, engineering, math, and didn't just make it all one set, one of fields and made it diverse from that standpoint. So I was strategic on some of the ones because it was other fields that could tie in with the combination, which played a role with it. Yeah, definitely. I, I could see that. I could see it. Like, I can imagine being in here like, oh, which one to choose? It, it seems right. difficult. But um, everything turned out good. Everything looks good. Uh, like I said, the illustrations, the concept, the professions that were, were put in the, in the book. How about working with your illustrator in the future? Um, did you guys start talking about future projects already or... Is it something, is it a topic that you haven't even discussed yet? Not necessarily. Like I said, my mind was focused on maybe a coloring book. So I made sure at the time, I said, I need the color, but I also want the line drawings. So she worked with me and made sure I had that. Because I had the back of my mind, I was like, oh yeah, I can use this for future wise. Let me get that as well as the source files. So I can make sure that I can always tweak it. Because I had to use some of her stuff for the book designer, which was a whole different person who did that as far as a freelancer too. So once I got in the drawings, I had to also use those drawings to help decide how are we going to design the front cover and the back cover too. And that was his own entity too, because you're dealing with another individual trying to tell him your vision. Because at first, the book designer also 
end up putting too many characters in the front. I was like, no, we don't need this many. It's too crowded. And then I said I wanted certain ones in the back. So it's just dealing with different individuals from freelancers, their ideas, and then trying to make sure it doesn't overpower what you're really trying to visualize. So not only just the illustrator from that, but also the other parts of the book team I had to try to work with too. So was it was it that the illustrator didn't know how to specifically do book covers? What made you go with two different uh Hey, I wanted a different illustrator designers. Yeah, I wanted a different perspective. I was as I was learning the process, I said, why don't I get a different who focus on the book book design, the book cover design. So I specifically looked for one who could do book cover designs. And they ended up designing that front the way it is. But like I said, they had too many characters on the front. I want to make sure each of the characters were just represented just enough, but not show everything that's in the book and still give it away. So I just wanted to have a different perspective, just to not just have it all just with that one illustrator, but see what someone else could do from a cover design standpoint. Um, was my mindset. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I know we talked about, I believe we talked about uh, you being in some of these schools. Uh, on your Instagram, you were talking to some of the kids, presenting your book to some of the kids um, at different schools. How has it been working with the, the schools as well as other educational programs to get your book in front of uh, your audience? I mean, it's been a great experience um, being able to talk to the kids, being able to show them, hey, because my picture's in the back of the book. So showing them that I made the book and they're like in awe, like, wow, you made that book. And then just showing them. And they're so smart when I talk to the kids uh, when I'm doing the book readings that they start recognizing a lot of the different careers and the letters and everything tied in with it. And then working with the teachers to say, OK, this is a great opportunity and working with the schools for them to be exposed. And so I'm, I'm getting it where it's to the point where I can come out, do the book readings, but also get this books out to the schools and maybe do book signings and author talks and all that is it's starting to become of it. So I'm getting a lot of requests from trying to get bulk size to get these out to the schools. It's been, been a great experience as well. So how has the support been um, in, in your locally in your town with your family, with your strain, with strangers, obviously supporting book, uh, obviously avid book readers and people who want them for your children. I know a bunch of authors go through some ups and downs when, when, when talking about support, they, they, feel as though they should get more support. Some of them get more than enough support uh, beyond what they believe they would have gotten at the time. And so how has your journey been with when it comes to support of your book from family, friends? It's, it's, journey has been awesome. I, I think because everyone who knows me, the ones that do know me, family, friends, associates, everybody who's met me knows that I'm passionate about STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. And because I created this book, it's like, they can no doubt vouch for me credibility as far as saying, yes, she knows what she's talking about because she has that passion. So when I put it out there right from the start, everybody started sharing it. They was just pushing it. They started getting it for their kids. They started getting it for their nieces, nephews. Like then they would send me the pictures of them. They would send me the videos of them. And so it's just been amazing to see how it's shared by so many people. People are like, I have to get this book for my kid. I have to get this for my niece, my nephew. And it's just passing the power of the word of mouth has been been one of those uh, things that 
I've seen it in existence from this experience. So I'm thankful and grateful for the way it's been shared and the platform that has been put on to be able to get it out there. Yeah. So it seems like even with uh, you coming out with your book, it seems like several minorities, authors are putting out books with obviously the diverse characters. Um, mm -hmm. We're getting a lot of that. Obviously, back in the day, the percentages were were very mm -hmm. low. I know some of the ratings, I know some of the percentages. One 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 group of statistics I saw said they were more likely to see an animal as a main character than a minority character. So right. with with so many minority authors coming up and putting out so many books geared towards uh, diversity, how important mm -hmm. is that to you as not only a writer, but also how important do you believe that it, that it is for children, especially from a mentor aspect? Right. I think representation matters. And that's what I do when I do a lot of the talks, when I go and talk to the students. And so this book allows with six different diverse characters in it, but then the kids to be able to see themselves in it and be able to say, oh, and identify themselves as one of these characters. A lot of the times they see the different characters by themselves. They see them with a diverse group. They see them with maybe two, three, four together. And it just shows how they all can work together as a team. And I start out the book with the STEM crew because it shows how all of them are crew. They working together and seeing how they can be a part of each of the different careers. It's been it's been one of those things where they see it for themselves. So I say representation matters as, as far as definitely making sure they see the different genders. They see the different races and just so show how diversity is important when it comes to this career as STEM, as well as the mentoring, the sponsors and all that is important when you talk about trying to encourage more kids to get into this type of fields. It's not STEM itself. So that is important when, when they see these type of books, to see that they can see themselves in it. It's important. So in terms of your uh, future, uh, your future as a writer, do you mm -hmm. see yourself continuing self-publishing or do you see yourself, especially with um, an accolade of being a bestseller, do you see yourself uh, pitching more towards traditional publishing in the future? What do you think your journey, how, how do you think your journey is going to be moving forward? I I guess because I know self-publishing and how it worked and it worked, I, I don't think I can say what the future holds, but I do say that I enjoyed the journey of how it worked and I did it within the two months. And I don't, I, I don't, I, I now can say I've learned the process and now I know it, what to do and what not to do, what to do and prepare for it once you get to that point. So I, I, I mean, I'm good with the process that I went through and the journey I went through with it. And I, with, I can't say if I work with a publisher or not, but this journey, I learned a lot and was able to see the substance of and the results from it. And I, I'm just glad it came together <laughs> and definitely can see it <laughs> afterwards. So if there's a writer out there, expiring writer uh, out there that's probably procrastinating at this point in their life of uh, not knowing where to start, not knowing the process, not knowing how to go about publishing their book or even getting to the point where they're putting the words on the page, what advice would you give them right now? I would say 
get get an outline. I mean, if you a lot of people who's come up to me, they've like they're so close. They're so close. They've written something and they're so close. And I'm like, you can do it. I'm telling you, if I if I could do it, <laughs> I'm telling people they can do it too. It's just coming up with a book team, taking your writing, getting it edited, and knowing your level of skills. Yes, you've got that writing, but you might need that editor, that proofreader, the formatter, the book designer, the illustrator. Like you can build a team who can help you with your skills and get it to where it needs to be. And it and it doesn't take as long as you might think it would be. So my say is take what you have and move forward by getting to the outline, getting to the key market and moving towards the process. And it can happen where I see it. Right, right, right. And so, yeah, we're gonna wrap. We want to wrap up this interview about your book, and then we're gonna jump into our little quick lightning round after this. So, real okay. quick, I know why. I know why I will recommend your book. Um, I know all the reasons why I would tell someone to go out and, and buy your book. But what would you say to all those parents out there who are interested in buying a a book for their children or a teacher out there that are interested in buying a book for their students to share. And they have a variety of books in front of them and a variety of books online to choose from. What makes sure stand out more than everyone else's? It's the opportunity to engage and have that conversation with your child or one that is that you know of starting with, a through Z <laughs> and showing them that they can be anything that they want to be. And this gives them the opportunity to see a diverse group and expose them earlier on in the age and start asking those questions in order to help shape them for the future. And this is the starting point. I think it's a great starting point. It's a good initiator for the conversation. Uh, it's family oriented to allow the kids to have those conversations to bond and see some illustrations and some words that describe things that they can be and careers they can be. So I think it's, it, it, it's a great starting point and inspires them early on just through an alphabet book that has an opportunity for them to see themselves in, in STEM. Right. All right. All right. And I agree uh, 110%. Um, currently has five star reviews on Amazon. It's currently a bestseller. Um, we're going to be adding our freedom book critique review for it obviously is a is a five-star review from us i told you how many positive things we have to to say about the book um we'll also be doing a giveaway soon in the beginning of the year with a bunch of authors uh this book will be included in the giveaway so now we're going to jump into our lightning round real quick before we end the before we end the episode so this lightning round is just going to be a quick questions 15 seconds just to see how many you can answer uh just okay. a quick choice so you're, gonna, you're gonna ask two things you have to answer one so, okay. so um uh, we'll jump into that real quick and as soon as you tell me you're ready ready <laughs> all right windows or mac windows iphone or android android popeyes or chick-fil-a Bye-bye. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. Physical books or ebooks? Physical books. 
Would you rather own a private school or a bookstore? Bookstore. A week in Miami or a week in Los Angeles? Say that again. A week in Miami or a week in Los Angeles? Miami. <laughs> Michael Jordan or Michael B. Jordan? Ooh, uh, Michael, Michael Jordan. <laughs> All right, we went over 15 seconds because it was good to get. Yeah, because it's like, uh, it's just not out there. It's just like opening, like, uh, in what context? Oh, it's up to you. Like, it's your choice. Oh, so that one. All right, so shout out to you. Shout out to author Tiffany Tichi. Make sure you guys follow her on Facebook at author Tiffany Tichi, T-I-F-F-A-N-I-T-E-A-C-H-E-Y. Also follow her on Tiffany Tichi author on Twitter and Tiffany Tichi on Instagram. We'll have all those links. We'll be shouting her out all over the social media. We'll have all those links in the podcast on the website, fictionaddictionpodcast.com. You can link up with her. Make sure you get your books for her, your children. Make sure you uh, recommend her to your schools because word of mouth is big. So you have someone that is in engineering as a career, has been a mentor, has been an advocate for STEM, and you have the ability to contact your children's school and sit there and say, hey, we want her to come to school and do a presentation. We want these books to these students and things like that. So definitely make sure you contact your schools. Make sure you contact your libraries to make sure that they, they, they have her books and they're put placing orders and bulk orders and get her, um, and her, all her positivity into your hands of these children. So thank you for joining us, Tiffany. Uh, we appreciate you coming to stop by on a podcast and share your expertise and your story with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you. Thank you for joining us on the Fiction Addiction Podcast. Make sure you visit fictionaddictionpodcast.com for links on everything we talked about today, as well as awesome resources, additional tips, and fiction addiction merchandise.